A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Episode 8 You Are Enough with Transformational Life Coach Nikki Clinch. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Nikki Clinch is a transformational life coach, certified macrobiotic counsellor and chef who empowers, inspires others to come back home to their most free, authentic selves. Nikki leads regular sold-out transformational workshops and group meditations, taking her attendees through life coaching breakthroughs, as well as running a six-week Feed Your Inner Warrior program, which sells out five times a year. The course recently received raving reviews from Red Magazine, Rooted Living, and was listed in red as one of the top recommended courses in London. She is seriously one of our industry's elite. A strong believer in balance and authenticity rather than perfection, Nikki helps hundreds of people transform their lives and start realising their visions and dreams. So, welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast, Nikki. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to have you here. I'm super, super excited about this one because today we're going to be talking about being enough and the idea of you being enough Mm. and what it actually means to truly be you, which is something I know that you have done a lot of work on. Yes, it's my favourite topic. It's actually one of the only really important topics I think I love, love, love talking about. I think it does kind of... (laughs) from all the work and all the podcasts I've done now with people on different topics. It seems to be the underlying topic to all of the topics that we're talking about. Before we kind of go into that, I think it's really interesting to also say, I know you had a bit of a dramatic past, struggling with drugs and alcohol and eating disorders and body issues. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about I guess your journey and Mm. and what was the kind of the moment it all changed for you yes I have a pretty dramatic story and it's kind of dramatic meaning versus where I was versus where I am now and you know 20 years ago and I say 20 years ago meaning that was when it all ended it all changed for me so by the time I was 20 I was in active addiction for a decade so I started drinking and doing drugs, being bulimic in early teens, like 11, 12, really, really Really super young. young. What was the trigger for that? I mean, I had a pretty rough early start. 
And I think it was just my way of trying to cope with life, trying to cope with emotions, trying to escape. Mm. So I got into alcohol first and then I started taking drugs by the time I was 12 and then they got into hard drugs by the time I was 15. I was heavily bulimic by the time I was 15 and it just went downhill from there. And it is pretty drastic. You know, by the time I was 20, I was living in a flat in Gloucester Road and I was majorly underweight, hugely undernourished. I couldn't go a day without getting really, really high. I was head down the toilet 12 times a day and just in a terrible way, crying all the time. And I was only 20 and I remember someone saying to me, my God, if you don't change something or everything, you're not going to make it past 30. And I really, I really believe that because either my addictions were going to take me out or I was going to do it myself. And I think that last day of that way of living, I remember it like yesterday because it just etched in my mind. I remember waking up that morning and just remembering how I was living my life. Mm -hmm. And I just broke down in tears. And the idea of doing that for another 70 years, (laughs) I was only 20, 50, 60, 70 years, however long, for the rest of my life just felt like hell. And it's really interesting. I'd never asked for help. I'd never told the truth. I was a big liar, always hiding things, Mm. keeping things secret. And it all came out that day. And I just decided to ask for help and tell my sister exactly what I was doing. I went to a doctor And from that day onwards, I guess I started taking steps to change. So I came into recovery first for my eating disorders. And then I went into recovery a few months later for my alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. and drugs. And that was the beginning of me, I suppose, changing every aspect of my life. Now... I tell that part of my story because it's dramatic and it's actually really important for me to remember where I've come from. And I don't ever want to forget that because the life that I live today is a a miracle. I mean, to be a mother and to be pregnant and to be a homeowner and a business owner and a wife, to live a normal, healthy life is a miracle where I was. That wasn't a possibility then. And, you know, I tell it also because... Actually, my story is not about addiction. Mm. There was a lot of addiction, Mm. but it really wasn't about addiction. My story is really about a girl that had no sense of self, no belief in herself, no self-esteem. It wasn't just the substances. I would, the way that I was with men, the way that I was with jobs, the way that I was with myself, it all came from the same thing that I didn't believe I was good enough. Actually, I felt like I was really pretty unlovable. And so after I was able to put all the substances down and I wasn't bulimic anymore, actually I'd started going plant-based and I was doing more yoga and I was clean from drugs and alcohol. It was about five years in. It really became clear to me that the real work was now beginning. Yeah. It was like, now it's beginning. Yeah. Because... Now I'm taking the distractions of all the other stuff away. What's left is me. Yeah. And this was back in 2004 or five. So that's a relatively long time ago. And I realized then that if this was really going to change 
and I was going to be able to live life differently then I was going to have to change inside of myself. Yeah. And I think that's a really big, big thing to like own up to and notice. And it's really funny you should say that actually your journey isn't necessarily about addiction or recovery. And I was thinking this the other day, I was writing a post and I was like, you know what? There's photos of me super, super slim and super, super unhappy. And my family thought I had like anorexia and I never did. And I was thinking to myself, do you know what? That's not a girl. I'm not a girl that is recovering from eating disorders. I actually have never put my finger down my throat or starved myself. I am a girl that is recovering from severe lack of self-esteem. Yes. And I think that it's one of those things that maybe perhaps is, I don't know, you're better suited to say, but when you've been working with your clients, I guess we've become more disconnected from our bodies than ever before mm. and more out of tune with ourselves and why do you think that's happened why have we forgotten how to really tune into us or firstly yes I agree every single person that ends up working with me or I end up working with it always comes back to the same thing yeah. this very very low core self-worth and belief in oneself and actually it doesn't matter everybody's outside story may be different but it comes back to the same work and why have we got this way and I think it's because we live in a world where there is so much focus on the outside things yeah. and it's even getting more so now it's like if I drink this green juice if I eat this food if I get my body to this size if I find that boyfriend if I get that job yeah. then everything will be better yeah. and that is one of the biggest illusions we could ever get caught up in because it's also one of the biggest disappointments because you get there and you realize it's still you feeling like you but in a different body it's still you feeling like you but with a different man I mean (laughs) it's kind of one of the core spiritual lessons that we can all ever learn is that it has to begin on the inside first yeah I think I think you're so right in the fact that we're talking about being enough and our our self-esteem and obviously a lot of it coming from the external, but I do think, I guess the reason why I started Alternatively Healthy is that a lot of it does come from the media. Obviously, social media is one of those points, but actually when you look at the way that magazines and TV programmes talk to us as though we need to death by burning 100 calories Mm -hmm. and how to burn calories 100 days after you've worked out and... Mm. 100 burpees that will make you feel like you've killed it today the words we kind of speak to ourselves or are spoken to are extremely harsh so I guess one of the things that especially off the back of this is with social media there's a lot of talk around authenticity at the moment so are people really talking and coming from a place of being authentic you do a lot of work with authenticity so what does it actually truly mean in your eyes to be authentic what it means to me to be authentic is to really be yourself I'll try and explain that here so a lot of people say to me my god Nikki you've changed so much in 20 Mm. years how did you change so much and I will say to them actually no I haven't changed so much actually I feel more myself than I've ever been in my life that I've spent the last 20 years letting go and clearing all the things that weren't me all the beliefs that I had picked up along the way from maybe parents and teachers and magazines and boyfriends all the habits that I took on that actually weren't me all the jobs that I used to do that didn't match who I was at all that actually now I feel more at home being me than ever before and that that for me is when we really come back to that authentic place. We literally pick up these stories and these programmings and these ideas of who we should be and what we should look like and how we should be talking or what jobs we should be doing. 
And most of the time, coming back to that authentic place is really just coming back to what is it that you want? Mm. What is it that you feel? Which is why I do so much work with the heart, because when we drop back into that heart, the heart tells the truth. It's like, actually, what does your heart want? And for me, that's authenticity. It's like what I love about when we're being authentic is that each one of us has our own flavor. We are different. Like I could never be you, you could never be me. And that's what's beautiful. I know I spent all of my 20s thinking I needed to be someone else because whoever I was wasn't enough. (laughs) But actually what I've come to learn is that the more me I can be, the more value I have in this world. I'm only able to do my work now because I'm allowing myself to be me. So actually what you're saying is is actually that most of us are kind of living in a life where we're totally not us and being what we think we should be. So taking it from someone that might be listening to this, they're going, okay, actually that's really interesting. All of the steps that you would say that someone needs to implement, they're like, I totally don't know myself. How do I even begin to understand who I am? What steps do they need to take? I think what normally happens, because that's a very big life question, and we may spend the rest of our life answering it, who am I? But what normally happens, and what I see normally happens, is that there's something that happens in life that will wake you up and get your attention. So people will end up in a chair opposite me and maybe my counselling room or maybe in a workshop or a retreat when something in their life has started to maybe fall apart or break down, maybe it's a health issue, maybe it's a job issue, maybe it's a relationship issue. And that will make them stop and go, okay, something isn't working. Like I had this one client who was one of the most creative, esoteric people I've ever met. And she was working, you know, in HR in a corporate job and she was getting major health issues and she was binge eating and da, da, da. And she could easily have spent the rest of her life looking at those habits, but actually the habits were a symptom of the problem, which yeah. was she wasn't really living a life aligned with who she, she is. Who she, yeah. You know, now she's quit that job. She works with animals and she's moved to the country. Yeah. And my God, she's different. Like <laughs> everything else starts to flow. And it is big work, but it's beautiful work. You know, it's like I used to work in front of a desk, in front of a laptop, you know, eight hours a day, 50 hours a week in an office, which is now, if anyone knows me, it's just the most ridiculous thing. You know, I should be working with human beings and I've emotions and energy and yeah. things like that. So for me, I think what normally happens is there's some kind of outside thing yeah. that starts to break down first. Right. Yeah. So what sort of questions can people start asking themselves just initially that might be sitting here listening to this while making a cup of tea? What sort of questions can they ask themselves? Start prompting themselves to find out maybe what it is that they like or don't like or, you know, starting to find a little bit more truth. The first question is that if there's repeated habits or things that are starting to happen in your life, like maybe you're always ending up in a job that just really doesn't fulfill you, or maybe you're always ending up in the same kind of relationship that ends after two years every single time. I think that's when it's a really good time to stop and go, okay, what is it that isn't working here? And usually it's not them, it's us, which is the harder thing to do. It's like, oh, if I can just find 
the next guy, yeah. it'll be different. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, I had the same, my uh, teacher always says to me, same man, different pants. I always yeah. had the <laughs> same, <laughs> okay, same relationship exactly that ended same every single yeah. time at two years, <laughs> same man, different pants. Yeah. And it was like, okay, maybe fourth time round, it's, it's me. Yeah. And what is it about me? And it's the same thing if it's there's health issues that keep coming up it's like okay actually maybe my body's trying to tell me something you know am I living a lifestyle that just doesn't work for yeah. me and I think really it comes down to really one thing what do you really love and what makes you happy and do you allow yourself to even say what you really love I mean, one of the hardest things I notice with people I work with is to even let themselves say what they really want. And it's almost like the moment you say it, it can hurt a bit because yeah. then you realise you really want it. Yeah. It's like when I said that I wanted another baby after having had two miscarriage and it was like, even allowing myself to say that out loud was like, oh God, but what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. But the first step is to say, is to allow yourself to even connect to what is it that you want? Mm. What do you love? Because I can tell you, and I've seen it happen, there is a possibility for it to happen. But the first step is you have to allow yourself to say it. Yeah. Now, I think, even from my experience, a lot of questions I get asked is, like, how did you have the bravery to kind of leave your job and do what you love? And for a long time, it was because I literally had a double life, but I was not sure which one I loved more. Mm. So I had to really figure out which bit makes my kind of soul really light up. But even still, I think sometimes I find myself asking myself okay what am I doing all this for why am I working 24 hours a day and what do I really want at the end goal of this what is it what is my message and what is my vision so do you think that we have to feel kind of like we exactly know what we want all the time or do you no. think part of the process is understanding that I actually I think one of the most amazing things is when we can get to the place of not knowing what we want all the time and being really comfortable with ourselves even not knowing so kind of coming back to that you are not enough or yeah. Really, if we can come back to the place where the work that we're doing on ourselves is about building that belief in ourselves, that self-worth, that self-esteem, which takes time to earn trust in ourselves, it needs to be earned. Yeah. So if you've spent a lifetime being untrustworthy with yourself, like doing things that hurt yourself or mm -hmm. abandon yourself, it takes time to build back that trust yeah. and to build back that worth. If we can spend time doing that, building on that, I think everything else seems to come into place. Nice. We get clearer on, you know, I physically couldn't be the girl that took the drugs that I took and slept with the men that I slept with and did the things I did to my body. I couldn't do that now. Mm. And not because I'm free of the craving of addiction, but because I just... I would never want to do that to myself anymore. I could never hurt myself that way. And that's because I believe I deserve better. Yeah. And if we can bring it back to doing that work on building the self-worth inside, then I really think that all the other answers do seem to start flowing into place. Just talking about even building that self-worth, uh, with a lot of clients that I teach with my PT, I notice... A lot of girls will just talk about how fat they are in jest. Mm. And, oh, God, I put on this much weight this week. Or, oh, my God, I'm such a fat pig. And I used to do that all the time. And it wasn't until I heard them saying that that I really realised, oh, my God, 
even just jesting and joking about it is so detrimental, isn't it? So if there's yes. any, like, top tips that can... What do you believe in, like, people saying nice things to themselves in front of the mirror? Like, I know that really worked for me. I got told I, to say I think it's, the mirror and say... I think it's really powerful. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the first steps I do with my clients is actually... And it's kind of a painful step, but it's a really powerful one. Mm. Is actually getting really honest and really clear with, firstly, what are you saying to yourself? Yeah. Like, getting a journal out and starting to... I call it stalking yourself. When you actually, like, start writing down the thoughts that are going on in your head yeah. about you... Because once you see it on paper, it can be shocking. It's like, wow, I cannot believe 50 times today I told myself that I was a failure. Once you start seeing that, that gives you an idea of what you are telling yourself. And then you want to start saying the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like at the beginning, I used to put little notes up in my house, sticky notes, reminding myself, believe in yourself today, Nikki, telling myself that in the mirror. I mean, but one thing that I really believe in is that it's not just enough to like drill affirmations into your head. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. We also have to deal with the emotion in our body. You know, if when we say to ourselves, you know, Nikki, you are worthy or Becky, you are beautiful. And then we feel sadness around that. I would say, please try and allow yourself to feel the emotion too. Mm. Because in my work, it's about transforming the beliefs in the mind and also healing what's in the body. Mm. It's got to be a mind-body connection. For me, I was... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Changing the belief systems about who I am in my mind, but also actually starting to heal the sadness and the pain and the low and the feelings I felt in my body so that I could start feeling more feelings of love inside, feeling it, not just thinking it, Mm. feeling it. And for me, that takes time, but it's very beautiful. And when that starts to happen, you start feeling different in the world. I mean, you spoke there about writing and I know actually this is again something that's come, it's really interesting, all the podcasts, the same things are coming up and I know it's something that I've implemented so if you're listening and you're not sure about the whole writing and journaling and talking to yourself, 
I'll never forget someone said to me, like, write down all the things that you truly want. And I couldn't, I sat there, we were at a workshop. I couldn't physically write it down. We were at a dinner. And I was hosting the dinner. It was an event that I was putting on with brand and a person. And then we'd invited people. So there I am, like, hosting the event. She was like, write down what you truly want. And I just couldn't put the pen to paper. And then I finally just started writing. It just came. And it was like, I want to love what I do every day. I want to love the people that I'm around every day. I want to love... I can't remember, it was like, I want to love this, I want to love that. And basically at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, I just want love. Yes. And I burst into tears. It wasn't, yeah. But it wasn't until I put that pen to paper yes. and wrote that it truly came out that, oh my God, after all these years, I wasn't realising that that's all I wanted. Whether that's it was, all you And want. actually love myself at the time. I had no respect for myself. It wasn't even about others loving me. So I guess, would you say that literally writing that is so powerful? Uh, I would say journaling is one of the most fundamental tools Mm. that I have ever adopted for myself and that I give to clients. One of my teachers always used to say to me that the ink is like an extension of your heart and your truth through your arm onto the page. And I really believe that to be true because it's different when you're like typing on a laptop or typing in your phone. It doesn't quite connect as much. Mm. The minute you pick up a pen and put pen to paper, it's almost like the truth has to come out. Mm. Even if you don't want it to, it will come, which is why most people may resist it. It will come out and then you start to see clearly oh my God, like you were saying, that's how I feel. That's what's been going on inside me. Another exercise that I love to give, which is really powerful, is writing. It's one of the first exercises I give to -to one-to-one clients that come to work with me. I invite them to write their vision for their life, but not a vision as in, I want this and I want to achieve this, but to write their vision of themselves actually living their vision for 24 hours as if they're in it in the moment. Mm -hmm. So they say, instead of talking about that's what they want, they talk about that's what I am. Mm -hmm. So I wake up in the morning and I feel a feeling of peace in my body and my heart. When I look out the window, I hear this, the birds singing, da da da. And I get out of bed that morning and I go to make my breakfast and I feel freedom and love. Mm -hmm. And like they write it so that they are actually walking through their 24 hours as themselves. How do they want to experience themselves in the vision of their life. Now that exercise can be so powerful because because when we want something, it's always out there. Mm. I want that. I want to be over there. It's always something out there and that means wherever you are is not there. When we start actually declaring the vision as in I am, something happens like it lands in the body and I have seen magic happen when that happens like literally people's declaring it as themselves now and then literally there's a different kind of energy that starts to happen for them I completely again if anyone is sitting there listening to this and thinking that that's not true just do it once yes just do it once magic physically happens and again I'll remember the same person said to me we were talking about guys just as a friend we were having a drink but I'm quite lucky I've got friends they're all health coaches so we were having a drink and we were talking about guys and she was like what's your biggest issue and I was like do you know what it is guys always tell me I'm sexy or I'm hot or I'm fit or they want to have sex with me they never tell me that I'm beautiful Mm. and she was like well sorry hun but do you ever tell yourself that you're beautiful and I was like no and she was like do you think you're beautiful and I was like no I guess I think I'm hot and sexy and I dress that way and I Mm. act that way and she was like you attract 
what you think. And in the moment I started calling myself beautiful, it was so weird. I, she made me promise I'd say it every day in front of the mirror, but feel it. Mm. And all of a sudden people started commenting on my photos, like, you look so beautiful. And they never, they stopped using the word like fit or fire or you look amazing. So what I'm picking up as well from what you're saying is that once you start getting in that feeling, you start attracting people and energies yes. and, and things that... Literally, I am a strong believer in believing that the outside world that we have reflects how we feel about ourselves on the inside. Every single relationship I ever had completely mirrored how I felt about myself on the inside. Exactly what you were saying with the guys, that what they were saying to you. You know, the more I learned to love myself, feel safe in myself, trust myself, the more my outside life reflected that. I don't believe that I could have the things in my life today if I didn't feel good things about myself on the inside. So I've literally seen clients who've done this exercise once and they have been riddled with anxiety. They do the exercise once and they have literally the best day ever the rest of that day where they feel energy and peaceful and alive and present and, and then suddenly people start talking to them differently. It's kind of powerful, but because it happens on the inside first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I know works. And when you're in that place, you feel on top of the world and nothing can kind of hit you. Yeah. And going back to self-esteem. So the reason why I am so passionate about this is that from a young age and I, there wasn't necessarily a trigger. I was born without a dad and he died before I was born. So mm. I, I pin a lot of the loss on like that loss onto a lot of the things that went on in my life. But I never, ever had any self-belief or self-worth from the youngest youngest I can remember I was a gymnast but I never put myself forward because I never thought I was good enough to be in the squad or I would not physically I remember my mum trying to get me into the local grammar school because I was so intelligent and one of the older ones in my class so it was quite bored at school I wouldn't go and do the exam for it because I was scared I was gonna mm. fail and then I also got to year 11 I wouldn't go and apply for dance school at the Brit schools because I was so scared I wouldn't get in so I know that a lot of my self-esteem issues come from fear yes and I know you talk a lot about fear so how can someone overcome any fear of like the insecureness of their abilities because I think that sometimes might be where people still well I also struggled massively Mm. with fear my mother I love her to bits now we've really healed our relationship but she was very unwell when I was born she was bipolar and mentally ill my father had left before I was born so I always say I was born at a really bad time and so you know I grew up in a certain kind of environment where I was pretty frightened Mm. all the time which is why I think I would run away from my emotions by using things and And, you know, when I started getting sober and clean, I used to be a professional singer and um, I would literally, I'd sing like a bird at home and then I'd go and stand in front of the panel of panelists and the fear would consume me so much that my tongue would roll up and the voice wouldn't come out. Like I would have panic attacks at people looking at me for too long or I couldn't publicly speak. None of it was ever possible. So I've had to really build a relationship with fear I used to think god if I can just get rid of it if I could just get rid of it if I could just find something so that I'd never have to feel frightened again what I realized actually was is that instead of trying to get rid of it I needed to actually pay attention to it that that fear was coming up for a reason it was old it was still the young girl that was afraid, that was coming up every single time thinking she was going to get shouted at, screamed at, attacked. Mm. So I had to actually start paying attention to her. 
So when those panic attacks would come up or I would start feeling overwhelmed by the fear, I would actually take a moment to speak to that younger version of myself and say, listen, I know that you're really freaking out right now and I'm here and I've got you. The more that I was able to actually give myself the kind of mothering and attention and care that I really, that younger version of me craved and longed for, the safer I felt. And the fear started to subside. I love that. So you're saying actually just work with the fear, listen to it and speak to her. I really believe it. Like... Most of the time I hear nowadays, we must be fearless, we must be fearless. It's almost like when that fear comes up, then we've done something wrong or we're weak or we're bad. If my daughter were to come up to me and say, mummy, I'm really frightened, would I ignore her? Will I judge her for it? No, I'd sit down with her and say, right, what is it that you're frightened about? And give her the care and attention, so why not do it for ourselves? There's a difference between fixing something and healing it and me paying attention to that fear that was coming up and actually loving myself through it Mm -hmm. actually healed Healed it. it. Yeah. I love that you said there's a difference between fixing and healing a lot of us just fix because we just want to not deal with the can of worms that might open and want to deal with the surface level. And I know that for me, a lot of that fear also came from a place of maybe not trusting. And I, you want, you put a post up really recently and it just melted my heart. And it was right at the time when I was, not listening to myself and I was stressing about I can't remember what it was tickets or the fear of them not selling or just putting an event out there and you put a beautiful post up about leap leap and the net will appear so I think women have become so empowered to be fearless and very strong and then I think what's happened is we've lost our vulnerability so do you think that a lot of it is just believing that whatever is meant to be for you will be if it's I do trust that, as in I have quite a strong spiritual practice, so I do trust in something bigger. But the more that I have built trust in myself is I also trust myself. I do believe that build worth in yourself, build trust in yourself, and no matter what life throws your way, you will know how to handle it in the moment. I think that the more that we can feel at home in ourself, I think safety is enormous. The safer we feel. You know, this whole thing about being tough and strong and pushing ahead, you know, I have a real issue with that because I kind of feel like the opposite. Like I feel like for real women's empowerment has nothing to do with being tougher. The more self-worth I built in myself, the more trust I felt in myself and in life, the less I had to fight, the less I had to be tough. I used to be super tough. People used to tell me I had literally FU written on my forehead, like permanently. I was thrown out of bars. I was like that girl. The more I felt safe in myself, the less of that that. girl I had to Mm. be. The more at home I could be in the moment, the less I have to push all the time. It's like... Everything actually is unfolding as it needs to happen. We don't need to prove ourselves so much. We were talking about this recently at another panel I did. It's like there's this desperate feeling that time is running out or love is running out or space is running out. Mm. There's enough room for everybody. Mm. And we are enough. So if someone else is taking the stage and the light is shining on them, there's still enough for you. Yeah. 
you know? <laughs> no, no, I think it's definitely, you're so right. It's something that definitely needs a lot more attention, especially in our wellness industry, I think, for people to realise that there's enough out there for everyone. Yeah. Working together and if everyone's got the same message. But I guess what we're talking a lot about is being lost and like lost in feelings of not good enough, not skinny enough, not successful enough. And I know that you're just about to launch your new eight-week programme, which is all about yes. bringing us back to us and our homecoming. Yes, so home. tell us a little bit about this idea of coming back to home and the program itself yeah I mean I've been wanting to build this program for quite a while Mm. so it feels really exciting and powerful and I really wanted to build a program that covered everything that I've actually had to work on myself to get to where I am today and and it all comes back to the same place. It all comes back to how at home can we feel in ourselves? Mm. Really, when we are like this thing, and you can't see it, but I'm tapping my own chest. This is the only home that we ever get. Mm. Like this is home. We are home. We are the home that we've always been looking for. When we feel grounded and rooted and centered and safe at home in ourselves then everything else in life just starts to flow Mm. and that is my experience and I've seen a lot with the people I've worked with so I built this program based on an eight-week self-development journey each week we focus on a different thing where we are building different levels of self-worth self-trust learning how to use our voice again learning how to create boundaries learning how to nourish ourselves learning how to move our body you know I work with three pillars so it's not just the emotional transformational work but also how do we feed ourselves Mm. how do we move our body you know relationship with body relationship with food relationship with self I think it needs to be all three and so over the eight weeks we're continuously building this very solid safe rooted foundation Mm. in ourself so that by the time we get to week eight, you know, we have created something within ourselves that feels like home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an eight week program, but really it's a program for the rest of your life yeah. because I still use these tools. I mean, everything I teach in this program, I come back to every single time I still use them all the time you know last year my husband got diagnosed with cancer out of nowhere and it was just the most horrific two months and I remember my assistant saying to me Sarah we've been working together a long time and she and I was so lost and we didn't know what was going to happen to him was he going to make it and she said Nikki you know what to do go back to the tools you've always used and I did I went back into the kitchen I went back into my body on the mat I went back to my journal I went back to all those anchors Mm -hmm. that kept me rooted in myself so that I could handle life I could deal with all the things that were being thrown my way so homecoming that's what it's called is literally an invitation for your homecoming you know and each week I will do a live coaching session with you to be able to help any kinds of blocks or shifts that are coming through from each week's topic and it's just an incredibly beautiful journey of coming back home to yourself. That's amazing. Oh, that sounds, I want to do it. Do <laughs> it! <laughs> so that launches, that's next week, isn't it? No, yeah, no. This week? No, no. No, it launches. Oh, no, no, no. When, uh, this, when this oh, goes out. 
And this goes out, so it's the end of May, isn't it? Yeah, so, so we launched on the 29th of May. I'm only going to enroll the program twice a year mm-hmm. and for eight weeks. But of course, anybody who signs up for homecoming has the content for the rest of their yeah. life. So you can come back and do it as many times as you need. And it's interactive, they can get it online. Yes, we send you all the content. It's going to be beautiful guided meditations, podcasts, incredible journaling, activity workbooks, videos, music, uh, recipes, the whole lot. And you will own that content for life. But if you want to do it live with me, then we'll do it twice a year. So we launch it on the 29th of May. Mm -hmm. Enrollment will open and it will be open for 10 days. And on day 10, the doors will close for that period of enrollment. And then the program will begin on the 25th of June and we'll do it for eight weeks. And then the next one will be at the end of the year. So I just feel like I knew I wanted to create a program that anybody and everybody could be nourished by because I think everybody deserves to experience this. No, it sounds absolutely amazing. It sounds like (laughs) exactly what a lot of people in this industry need, I think, from all the podcasts I've done and the work and the panel events that we've done, it does seem to be the same underlying issue that people just are not tuning into themselves and they're looking at others and they're preparing themselves to others so it's incredible work that you're doing and I know that this week well at the end of May you're running this warrior week with everybody yes so leading up to the launch of homecoming actually I think the day after um tomorrow (laughs) um I am opening a seven day warrior woman challenge so it's a free warrior woman challenge where for seven days you you and me and along with hundreds of other women we will take a challenge every single day to start to embody that power that self-worth that self-trust that warrior spirit within every single one of us I genuinely believe that every woman on this planet has that warrior spirit in them I believe it I just think that we haven't been taught it Mm -hmm. we haven't been taught to believe it and warrior woman for me has nothing to do with being tougher or stronger or harder or pushing more it's everything to do with being able to feel safer in ourselves have self-worth to be able to drop into our hearts to make a stand for who we are and what we want to do in this world and to be able to allow ourselves to feel free and vulnerable and use our courage so the seven day challenge is going to be building on all of that every single day we're all going to be standing up and doing something awesome for ourselves in our life so i'm definitely joining that one good so if you are (laughs) excited and you want to get on board the link to be able to look more about the plan will be in this podcast at the bottom and everything else can be found from nickyclinch.com or on your instagram yes which will all be in the bottom of this podcast so great I guess both from Nikki and I, we would just love to tell you that you are enough. You are enough. <laughs> you are more than enough. And thank you so, so much for tuning in. Nikki, thank you so much for coming oh, today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Be- it's been beautiful. Like, it really resonates with a lot. And I know that our audience are going to be really, 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 really enticed by it also. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have a lovely day. Thank you all for listening. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.